Hello and welcome to the One Football Podcast. Nearly the weekend, mate. Yeah, but... Today's one of those days when everybody needs a hug. <laughs> this is the most outrageous football headline I've ever seen. Go on. About West Ham's new signing. Is it Suchik? Yeah. So someone's written a post saying he's Fellaini and Delhi Ali rolled into one. I, I wouldn't even know what that looks like. <laughs> I'm trying to discover what the best bits about this guy is. So he's tall, but he likes a nutmeg. I, I don't know. Mm. And he's got a very good. He's got a very good chest. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, what what was Fellaini's? Does Fellaini still play? Yeah, he's in China. China, China yeah. yeah. Oh, They've cancelled okay. the games. The Chinese league. Ah, uh, yeah, because they'd be out by Russia. Sorry. Don't tell Nicholas. The look on your face when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> serious, mate. It's not. It's Fellaini's fault. Uh, I don't know. How, how serious is it actually? I think it is quite serious. Yeah? Brit, Do I Brit. need to get one of those masks? I did see a, a few people... You are joking. ...in Berlin, like, and they were... There's a guy in Munich... What, wearing the mask? Yeah, the yeah it's like a full thing. There's a, like, guy, come on. a guy in Munich, and the first one in England has been found. A guy in Birmingham. You're going to be quarantined for, like, 14 days or something, if you come back. I mean... No one's going to Birmingham anyway. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Birmingham listeners. Don't say anything bad about Birmingham. To be fair, Villa, Villa just got to a final, so yeah. you know Birmingham is happening at the moment. Uh, anyway, post virus. Uh, joining me, Ian McCourt, on today's One Football Podcast is Matt Frolick. Hello, Alex Mott. Hello, and Manu Dominguez. Hi. Should you wish to get in touch, tell us what you think of the pod. Send over any questions, all of that jazz. The address to do so is podcast at onefootball.com. There's one day left to go in the January transfer window. Uh, so I want to hear from the three of you. Who's done the, the best business so far? Uh, Dortmund with Haaland, I think. Mm. Yeah. I guess if we don't say Inter, probably our friend Francesco is going to get upset with us. <laughs> you can give Inter a shout out, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the end, they bought the players that Conte wanted, so mm. that's but what they mean. To they did buy teams. Victor Moses, though. Is Ericsson for 20 million a good bit of business there? don't know. Maybe that's something for Matt. Matt, Ericsson, 20 his, minutes. Did you see his first free kick last night? No. Straight to the first man. That's what we love to see. Ericsson not being able to get past the first man. Doesn't matter what country he's in. So he came on as a sub last night. Yeah, uh, took a free kick, hit the first man because he's Christian Eriksen and sort of potted around the pitch and did all right. And well, he had an assist. He had an assist for a disallowed goal. Yeah. Okay. That's not so bad. So, uh, we were going to talk a little bit about Ericsson um, mm. uh, later, but we might as well get onto it right now. Has anybody ever looked better in a, in a photo unveiling than <laughs> Christian Ericsson? <laughs> this that, was amazing. In that, in that suit. <laughs> the suit, the, the setting. Yeah. Oh. It's just very, it's very cultured for us English people. Like we usually uh, uh, want uh, yeah. speak, <laughs> speak for yourself. Irish, there's uh, <laughs> well, there's also Manu over there. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, yeah okay. I said, this. For I mean, you, for you, Matt. It, it looks like I don't know. I guess I guess it's become a thing now, isn't it? It's like the Christmas advert on TV. <laughs> Everyone's just trying to outdo each other with the best um, 
unveiling, and he was in a, a theater. Mm. And there was something about dreams, and yeah, I'm not, I thought I wasn't it was like sh- a, a mattress commercial at first. I wasn't sure about the video, but yeah. there's still images of him in uh, was it La Scala? Is that the opera house in Milan? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, there you go. Oh, look at that, Pop hey. quiz, mate. That's what yeah. he's from Oxford. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I actually yeah. wanted to say very quickly though, I thought Newcastle did the best bit of business. Oh, go on. Just, I think they just added quality players. I think Lazaro is a quality player from Inter Milan. Yeah. Ben Taleb is really good. And if Danny Rose joins yeah. as well, that's three really good signings. Danny Rose is expected to join today or tomorrow? Is that, he is, that is on loan. Yeah. Just, just loan to the end of the season. No obligations, whatever, buying this, that and the other. Mm-hmm. Just uh, six months of football for him. I always felt Danny Rose should have retired after that goal against Arsenal. That was his debut. It never got any better than that for Danny Rose. So I figured he should have. Um, but yeah, back to Ericsson. Yeah, I just he, he, he did look great. Now I know, I know. The only thing you hate more in life than Ericsson is Watford. Uh, but w- what's going to be his sort of legacy at the club? Will he be looked? back at fondly by the fans um, yeah I think for the first five years when he came in for sure it was unfortunately and I I said this about a lot of players in, in his kind of um, with his expertise the luxury players as you were in a squad are always the ones to take the blame first it's always the ones who have the most ability who can produce the moments of magic but when they don't it's easier to blame them and I think he why, made, why is that? I don't never quite understand Well, because because you, you expect a lot of them because you know they can do it I mean okay. you got the best player and if he doesn't do what you know he can do then it's it's easy to say, you know, you should be doing that. I think that's, you know, you're not going to be like, damn, where's, you know, Nemanja Matic's 40-yard screamers? No one expects that of him, so it's, it's easy to kind of, you know, let that go. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think with Ericsson, he'll be remembered very well for, like, some really, really good moments, really good games. In the last 18 months, it looked like he downed tools, where I just think his level of performance wasn't as good, but he was quite an easy scapegoat. Okay, that's, that's the issue. Uh, you've also got uh, Stephen Bergvin. I've Bergvine. Bergvine. Oh, I even got a Dutch person to talk me through it yesterday. Yeah. I still got it wrong. Okay, uh, yeah. what's he going to bring to the club? Because I know nothing about PSV. I'm an ignoramus. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I've seen on him is we played against PSV last season in the Champions League. Two games, really good, really direct. Um, the issue has not been solved at Spurs. He is another attacking midfielder who can play in a variety of positions across the front three, but isn't a striker, isn't uh, a Harry Kane, you know, or yeah, basically any centre forward. He seems to be more of a Son slash Mora ilk of player, which which is great, you know, and he looks brilliant. And if he works well into the first team and he starts, he's fantastic. Happy days, but it's sort of neglected the main issue at Spurs of, you know, a replacement for Kane. I don't know why Tottenham haven't gone in for Olivier Giroud, to be honest. It's, it's being rumoured yeah, at the I moment. Saw, I saw that rumour yesterday, but yeah. even at the start of the window, I thought, why haven't they gone for him? Because mm. he wants to leave. Kane's injured, I think, it, and Tottenham need that sort of central fulcrum to build yeah. their attack around. So He wants to leave and he doesn't want to move house. So. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd be closer to his dream of playing for every single London <laughs> yeah, club. Exactly. Which is, uh, you know, exactly. Very, very important to football players. Uh, I did, I, this, uh, Bergfine did I get it right that time okay have you noticed that his smile is like that awkward emoji smile <laughs> has anybody else noticed that okay alright uh, passing on from that then any other deals that uh, we expect well any deals we expect to be done we talked a little bit about Rose 
Yeah. Uh, but Bruno Fernandes looks yeah. like that will happen today. Man United released a statement sort of yesterday afternoon. It was a weird one. It was a very it? odd statement saying that they have agreed to deal with sporting, but contract and medical still need to be done. I think that is them trying to get some good news out after the whole Edward Wood having his house attacked thing mm-hmm. by fans. Okay. Um, yeah, I think they just wanted to get some good news out. I'd be amazed if they haven't already agreed contracts and all that sort of stuff, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah, that looks like it will happen today. Um, I think Edin- Edinson Cavani to Atletico might happen as well before tomorrow. Oh, okay. Um, I thought that was dead in the yeah, water. Yeah, there's sort of been conflicting rumours about whether it will or will not happen. I think um, Atletico have said that they will only pay 15, no, 12 million euros. Yeah, at the beginning, PSG was demanding around 30 million. They, they just mm. decided to demand in 20. The main thing is like the one of the... PSG managers yesterday say that Cavani must stay in PSG and he's going to happy to do that. But the main thing is what happened with Joao Felix that we will talk after. Joao Felix is not going to be in the match on Saturday and I guess Simeone needs Cavani now. And he needs now because he wants to use him in Bernabeu so he should train tomorrow with Atletico. So if it's happened, the transfer probably should be today. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought there was a final bid from Atleti. And yeah, the, the problem the PSG manager said is basically they're still in four competitions and they're still going to need a big squad. Um, PSGR so I, I know we did a video about him uh, a while ago mm. I can't remember whether we slagged him off or not but I'm now thinking it would be a very good signing for Atletico Madrid I think yeah. Van is class I think he's really yeah. really Unbelievable. good Unbelievable I think he's obviously they've gone with Icardi this year PSG but, and so, but I think he's sort of been unlucky to be the odd man out there I think he's really really good he's sort of a proper old fashioned number nine can do a bit of everything yeah and I feel like he is as, as a a Simeone a striker yeah, yeah. as I've ever seen yeah. the work Probably. rate the kind of level of output throughout a 90 minutes you know the way he links up the play as well he's not just a goal scorer he's not you know he, he's sort of similar to Diego Costa to a way but does more I think than Costa less shit housery <laughs> yeah more than Morata he would be a Simeone yeah, type it's, guy it's not only about the skills as well I mean that if, if something that it's missing Atletico right now is character yeah. and Cavani is a player that he can bring this character that for example Morata cannot do Mm. Morata cannot bring this character. He he seems that he's always sat on the pitch. Um, after after losing Diego Di Juan from Felipe Luis or even Diego Costa because he's not playing, Atletico de Madrid needs a player like Cavani that he says, "Come on, come on, team. Yeah. We need to win. Let us go for the match." Mm-hmm. For him, that's why, in my opinion, Simeone wants him, and it could be a he would be a good. A, a good sign, yeah. Morata does look sad on the pitch. You're even right. He scores. He's he's incredible. I don't know how was in when he was in England. Uh, but he, I think he's come out publicly and said he just hated England. Really. <laughs> yeah. Just hated his time there. But and, you know that happens. Some people just don't like adapt to, like life off the pitch, and I think that was the case. Didn't like living in London. I think his girlfriend was back in Spain or something like that. Anyway, so yeah, he didn't really adapt that well. But um, didn't like living in London. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's not for everyone. And in is Chelsea it? as well, looking nice. <laughs> and he's got money. Yeah. But speaking I enjoyed of, living in London and I had no can't money. buy the weather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but speaking of Chelsea, I'd be amazed if they don't get a striker as well during the next few days. Lampard, was- Lampard came out of the weekend and sort of publicly said, we need more bodies. Yeah. Abraham's injured. Um, so, yeah, they do need someone. Talk of Dries. Yeah, Dries Mertens. Because um, mm-hmm. I think he's gone into the last six months of his contract. Yep. So, mm-hmm. um, I think I saw today that it was potential, potentially they're going to bid about five million, which, you know, for the last six months of their contract, his contract. I think he'd be really good and Mm. he's sort of again can sort of play anywhere in the front three quite adaptable to Chelsea's formation I think and he scores goals he scores goals Mm. wherever he's gone so yeah I'd 
be surprised if they don't. Sure, sign. Look at Olivier Giroud too. He seems to be one. Yeah, to play yeah, football. yeah, yeah. Okay. Any, anything else? Uh, Everton have rejected an 85 million bid for Richarlson this, from Barcelona. Yeah, this seems like absolute nonsense. We, I mean, we saw it last night. Manu's face last would night. agree with that. At the yeah, moment. and it's. Yeah. I mean, Barcelona haven't got 100 million to spend at the moment, have they? They're get, getting rid of players to balance the books. So I, this seems like Everton or some agents sort of briefing to the press about something that potentially yeah, isn't to, really there to be to honest me. that yeah that new even with the new related to which one it was other striker uh, uh, Berardi from Italy I mean there are some news uh, going back to strikers related to Barcelona that I don't really they are happening they are happening but that's true that Barcelona needs a, needs an offensive player because after selling Carles, uh, Carles Perez with Luis Suarez injured mm-hmm. Barcelona cannot try to play for all of the competitions with only four strikers if you play with three it's, it's impossible and even Dembele is injured uh, yet so mm. we will see we will see what was the deal with the the, the lad who's Rodrigo Rodrigo Valencia. yeah what's happening with Rodrigo uh, I guess that Barcelona wanted to have him on loan that's why this thing about Bruno Fernandes and everything because as Alex said Barcelona doesn't have money right now Barcelona want to spend money probably in the summer looking for a good replacement for, for Riz Suarez he's Lautaro Martinez and now to spend 60 million 70 million on other striker if you're not, you are not going to use it uh, the next summer it, it has no sense but mm. I mean everything can happen we have already seen what this president is doing in Barcelona so mm. yeah there was so, talk of William as well yeah 20 million because they, they wanted, they've wanted him the past two yeah. two summers haven't they so he seems like a player that they like yeah but theoretically it was related that Valverde wants William so the, news, the newspapers in Barcelona they were always saying that Valverde was the one who wanted William that Valverde is fell in love with William when they played in Champions League two years ago but now Valverde is not on the bench and that's why I don't really understand this connection with, with the Brazilian one ok uh, and Larturo Martinez that's more of a summer objective than a yeah 100% that is not going to happen this week for okay. sure yeah. otherwise Conte will leave the club <laughs> uh, but yeah in summer he's the, the, number, the number one I mean he's probably the one who fits better what Barcelona is looking for instead of Suarez but we will see because I'm not really sure if Setien wants this kind of a striker I, I would like to see what is going to happen with, when Luis Suarez is back and if Setien is, is still the manager and what's going to be the kind of transfer that, that Setien is going to looking for for his team it makes much more sense than Neymar though doesn't it Lautaro at Barcelona just, if you just, want to you just looking at him play he just yeah. looks like a Barcelona player yeah. looks like he'd fit in straight away mm. so. apparently for 15 days in July he has a release clause of 111 million euros which bargain I mean, is a ridiculous thing to say but yeah, that is a bargain I think in this in <laughs> this market like 22. 22 yeah and he's I mean scoring goals for fine in Italy so yeah, yeah I'd snap your hand off for that to be honest 111 million wow mm. uh, Emery Chan is he, has he joined Dortmund yet? Yeah. Not yet, but I think that looks like it will happen today. Definitely today or tomorrow. Um, he's already... I think he... Well, he said in the summer that he wanted to leave Juventus when he got left out of their Champions League squad. Fair enough. Um, and he's just sort of been sulking ever since, really. So, um, and they've... Yeah, Juventus have got too many midfielders. So, yeah, that looks like that will happen. Okay. And it means, because he's out of their Champions League squad, it means that he can then play in the Champions League for Dortmund. And, mm. yeah, it just makes a lot of sense, that, I think. Okay. Uh, Arsenal have obviously solved their defensive issues. Oh, wow. Whether they've solved them or not, I'm not sure. But um, they've certainly signed one more player. Um, Joanna, who's a Flamengo fan, rates him quite highly. Yeah, I think he's... It's Pablo Mari. Yeah, yeah. So he was at City and he went to Flamengo. um, And by all accounts, he played very well in Brazil. Whether that is... uh, 
um, sort of bearing on whether he'll do well in the Premier League. I'm not sure to throw him in straight away at Arsenal's. I don't know. I don't know. Couldn't be worse. Yeah, and uh, he was playing in Spain in the second division, and he didn't show that his level was too high. So even for Spain, was quite surprised when he moves to Flamengo because he was playing Deportivo La Coruña on loan from City. That's true that in Flamengo he did a good job. Maybe it's the kind of defender that Arteta wants because he can play with the ball. But still, for me, this step going from Flamengo to to Arsenal for me is. I think you could put Van Dijk in Arsenal's defence and he'd struggle personally Mm. so yeah good luck to him poor old Arsenal (laughs) Uh, any other transfer business we want to mention I really, really like the signing of Daniel Podence. Oh, yeah. The Wolves that, yeah. have made off Olympiakos. Wolves have signed about 50 players. Yeah. Or it seems he, like they're signing somebody new every day, at least. Just, I just think he's brilliant. As I, I've seen him in the two games against Spurs in the Champions League. He was phenomenal. Just so quick and nippy and really, really aggressive and direct every time he gets it. Um, and I just think him on one side, Traore on the other, is yeah. really good business for Wolves. And for 20 million, I think it was. 20 million yeah, euros, it was 20 million euros. Um, yeah, good. he completed the second most dribbles in the Champions League group stages. Mm. Um, and Olympia. Step by Alex yeah, over there. I, I just saw it. Uh, <laughs> Olympiacos had a tough group as well Bayern, yeah. Spurs, and Red Star. So, um, yeah, you look, yeah really? they look good. And Wolves. <laughs> I think they're very, very good. They could finish in Champions League positions for me this wow. year, the way things are going. So, yeah, I think that's a good sign. That's a really good deal. And I also think Valencia signing uh, Alessandro Florenzi mm. from Roma oh, yeah. on loan to the end of the season. I just think he's a really good, versatile player. And, you know, I think that's really going to help. Oh, Valencia. and Spurs short up their deal for Los Celso. Oh, Spurs did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely, definitely looked worth it in the last few weeks. Um, I saw somewhere uh, conflicting amounts of money mm-hmm. um, for how much it was actually worth. Someone said 28 million. But then if you add that onto the loan fee that was paid to um, Betis. I think then, it's like 50 million overall because the, the loan fee was quite high, wasn't it? Yeah. So then there was the 20, the 28 that we paid now on top of whatever the loan yeah. fee was takes it up to around 52 million. Yeah. But I think he looks really good. So the first few weeks, I was a bit unsure of him, but he's the nearest thing to Dembele that Mm. Spurs have had, obviously, since Dembele left. And they've really missed Dembele, I think. Um, So, yeah, I think that's a good sign. It's good to do that. All right. Anything else? Yeah, I would like to mention what is going to happen with Alcácer because I'm completely Mm. sure he's going to leave Dortmund because, yeah, the Alcácer story is... It's quite hilarious. I mean, probably for him it's not funny, but always when there is a big competition related to national teams, he's struggling. So he's having struggles that year. I mean, he's doing perfectly well year after World Cup or after Euro Cup. He's the number nine of Spain. Then the World Cup is coming and he's not playing. <laughs> and now he saw, okay, Haaland is coming. He's going to play all of the matches from here till the end of the season, so I want to move. He was waiting for Valencia, but now the, the one who is better situated probably is Villarreal. Yeah. But I want to see how Valencia is going to react because letting Villarreal is the big rival there in, in Valencia to bring Alcácer back, whew, it's not going to be easy. So, Oh, he I'm, played for Valencia. He played for Valencia. He was a Valencia yeah, star before moving to Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah, I, th- yeah. I think Val- Valencia don't have as much to offer as, um, as Villarreal in terms of position because Maxi Gomez is there, Rodrigo's not leaving. That's the thing, yeah. For Barcelona and Villarreal sold, um, is it Acambi? Acambi. To, to Leon. Which means there's a spot of Villarreal for Alcácer to, to play the football regardless of the money. Whereas he's fighting with Maxi Gomez and Rodrigo. At and Gamero, yeah. 
And, and Gamero. Yeah, and Gamero as well. So there's more football at Villarreal for him, but at a better level at Valencia. Yeah, I feel and like Villarreal is probably just a little bit more stable than Valencia. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I guess that the only thing that he wants right now is to play from yeah. now till the end of the season and try to convince Luis Enrique that he can play and he doesn't care if he was in Valencia or not. He only is looking for a yeah. team in Spain. And Villarreal right now is in a good position. Okay, so it would be a good move for him. Hmm. Uh, Sergio Luna has uh, emailed in it says lovely listening to the podcast as the season progresses Real Madrid are doing better and better so my question is do you guys think that Zidane returning was the right move or do we think he'll leave soon so Mano glad that we have you here that sounds like a perfect question for you I mean if you asked me that question probably six seven months ago I would say uh, second parts are never good ones but now Zidane is showing that probably he was underestimated when he was back mm. in Real Madrid because people were saying yeah Zidane's lucky you have Ronaldo with Ronaldo is easy to win Champions League okay one year without Ronaldo and Zidane Real Madrid was a disaster now he's back he, he, he needs time of course like the first months they were not easy for him but now yeah he brought a player like like Fede Valverde that nobody trusts him and he's showing that the team is, is strong again I mean 13 goals conceding goal season they are really few. It's the, mm. the best. Is the best number in Real Madrid history in the Liga. So, wow. He only thirteen goals. And the top of the league. And the top of the league. Yeah. I mean, in all of the, in the third the three competition. I was talking with Alex right now about the the match against Manchester City in Champions League. Mm. That probably two months ago people were saying like, yeah, City's quite quite favourite. But now the dynamics are completely others, and I would say that maybe 60-40 for Real Madrid. Ooh, especially now that Thibaut Courtois is actually playing well. Yeah, this is. We that's should give him some praise, right? Because we, I'm sure, we slagged him off before. It sounds like something we do, uh, but he's conceded just three goals in his last 11 appearances. Hmm. Yeah, and 13 goals in goal season in La Liga in 21, 22 matches. So, yeah. And Karim Benzema has stepped up so much as well. I think he's been really impressive. They just, yeah, I'm just very impressed with Zidane. I, I was one of those that thought he lucked out. I mean, you can't luck out three Champions Leagues, but to a you know to an extent, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to a relative extent. But the way he's come in and just completely calmed everyone down, um, he sort of manages both ways. He manages up and manages down. Florentino Perez clearly trusts him, and that's a club like Real Madrid. That's half the job: keeping the chairman, keeping the president mm. happy, um, and the squad clearly respect him. So yeah, I think he's done a very very impressive. I, I job wonder if so he's far. come in. I wonder if the. It's Zidane coaching well or the Real Madrid themselves have sought themselves out as a club because they've clearly accepted that they need to look to the future. It looks like Modric will be on his way out at the end of the season. They've got three young Brazilians, like a whole new front line. Bale potentially could be leaving this window. It looks highly unlikely, but in the summer he could be leaving. Um, you know, Benzema's 31 now. Yeah. I think Real Madrid are planning for the future. As you said, with Fede Valverde, Fernand Mendy playing a lot more this season now that he's back from injury um, than Marcelo does, um, and Militao as well. So even without Zidane there, they would have, you know, been spending this money on the Brazilians and bringing new players in. But they trust Zidane to get on with it a lot more. And maybe I'm, I'm not so sure that Zidane's controlling the club as a manager. He's just a respected coach that has done so much, it's easier to feed these new players in. You're, you're looking at me like I have an answer, Matt, but I think really it should be Manu. Yeah, yeah, Manu. I think I've, as with like every top super club has to have a plan as you yeah. know I hate to bring it back to Man United but a club that hasn't got a plan is just all over the place whereas Real Madrid like you say they've brought in a lot of younger players now and if they're not working they're shipped out 
Um, they've brought back Zidane. Yeah, like I say, he's yeah. calmed everything down and they're looking to the future, which mm. you couldn't really say that about Real Madrid before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they love a new shiny player, but they're sort of getting, you know, like so with Renier and, and yeah, the we Brazilians. We're going to forget that the most impressive player in La Liga right now is Martin Odegaard. Yeah, he's yeah. unbelievable. And he's going to be back in Real Madrid next summer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is looking Ooh, the real deal. Yeah. Wow, uh, Gareth Bale is injured again. I'm shocked to hear. <laughs> yeah, it seems that's for example another thing related with Zidane with the Zidane issue. If he was in the right moment or not, I guess that Zidane wanted Gareth Bale back last summer. He didn't win that war against Florentino, but now he's showing that he was in the right one. I mean that Gareth Bale is not performing in order to be in Real Madrid. So probably next summer, as Matt say, Gareth Bale is going to leave. So I think that it's. Another another point for for Zinedine Zidane showing that he was underestimated. Mm. Okay, uh, we've had a few weeks of the new regime at the camp now. What do we make of it so far? Is it ups and downs might be the way to describe it. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. I mean, I have to say that I can see some changes. That's true, but what do you yeah. what do you see so far then? Uh, I mean, the message is completely different one. Uh, we, o sea, Barcelona knew at the moment that they decided to, to approach Setien. But that's true that Barcelona, it seems that he's kind of July or pre-season because Setien want to introduce a lot of new concepts. And now we are in January. So everyone knows that the right moment to change the, to change a coach is always in summer because every coach needs time in order to to try to apply their con- his concepts. And now I don't know what is going to happen. If we are if we are demanding Kike Setien to win the travel, of course, people Barcelona supporters are, are wrong. I mean, the most important thing is to give him patience in order to to show that he can implement his his ideas uh, probably for next season. This mm-hmm. season is going to be tough. What probably Barcelona didn't expect is Real Madrid in La Liga performing so well because Messi is a, a Liga winner, you know. Finally, if you have Messi, he's every match it doesn't care if he's at home or away he's he's winning three points but now Zidane is doing well as well so maybe Barcelona is far on far from La Liga too mm. but that what, what we were just saying about clubs with a plan Barcelona haven't, haven't got a plan so I'd mm. be give it to Messi that seems to be the well point. exactly and I just think <laughs> they're quite lucky in the fact that they've drawn Napoli in the Champions League I think you know who are a bit of a basket case at the moment although they did play well at the weekend against Juventus but um, yeah they're lucky that they've drawn in, uh, Napoli because if they if they played a half de- decent side in the Champions League I can see them going out they I've watched their past few games they're terrible to yeah, watch well. they're just playing it sideways backwards they're sort of there's nothing about them like even mm. with Messi going forward there's sort of no incision in the midfield no one's take, like taking responsibility on the ball at all I, yeah I think they look really bad sterile possession yeah just yeah mm. sort of death by a thousand cuts is, is it though that uh, Satine doesn't have the players to play how he wants to play is, is that the case I mean we couldn't say that when you have in one squad players like Sergio Busquets Arthur Frankie mm. de Jong but for example talking about Arthur I mean for me is the key the way that Setien want to play and he is not in shape since the beginning of the season uh, from the other side that's true at the end you can have some ideas but you know there are so many players that in the last four or five years they have already some habits that Setien needs to change mm. and it's impossible to do it in one week or even in one month or, or in two months so probably he's gonna need time and he's gonna need to change some players in the transfer market in summer but we will see if he's going to be the coach, Barcelona's coach next season it says, it says everything about where they are as a club that Xavi 
arguably the greatest player in their history, well, they approached him to be their coach and he said no. Mm. So that, a good look. Yeah, that says all you need to know, really, I think. Okay. Uh, so knocked out of the Copa del Rey by a third-tier side, beaten at home by Leganes. It's not going very well for Atletico at the moment. Is it because of Kieran Trippier? No, <laughs> no nice. I mean, he's probably one of the best ones <laughs> yeah. this season. Eh? <laughs> but, yeah, that's something that we were talking before. I mean, Atletico needs character and now the the results are being are, are being bad ones and finally I guess that Atletico need a victory especially this weekend in order to change the mood the, I mean it's something related to the mood and even related that okay they are missing good players they are having some struggle, struggles with the injuries but yeah that's true that probably is the worst Simeone moment since his mm. Atletico's the Madrid coach mm. I mean, sack him it was a drastic summer to lose quality and character of Juan Fran Godin and Griezmann in the mm-hmm. same summer and Rodrigo remember and, and Rodrigo is is a massive four players to lose um, in terms of the dressing room atmosphere and the quality on the pitch as well I mean you know that's absurd and then to go and spend most of your transfer budget on uh, on João Felix and basically expect him to fill Griezmann's shoes is very difficult and you know that 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 signing took them into the big leagues of transfers Seemed like an unathletico thing to do, though, Very right? Unathletic, yeah. I mean, they they haven't had a great track track record recently. You know, Thomas Lamar as well has been pretty poor um, since he came in, and I think. I'm not sure. I think they're just very un-Simeone signings in my head and mm. he needs some more Simeone-type players. How is Felix coming along? He's injured at the moment. He misses yeah, the derby, right? Yeah, he just got injured yesterday, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yesterday, yeah. And probably he's not going to play on Saturday. Um, well, for me, it's an important match for all of them, for both, for Real Madrid and Atletico, because we are talking about one derby, but especially for Atletico, because from that time till the match against Liverpool, they don't have a really important match that if they win, they can change the dynamic. Is that one in Bernabeu if Atletico de Madrid is able to win against Real Madrid how Real Madrid is right now in Bernabeu probably everything is going to change even imagine if Cavani is coming but if they don't win I mean the mood is really low it's going to be 13 points behind Real Madrid no Copa del Rey Liverpool in in last 16 wow a nightmare do you have a prediction for the Madrid derby then? I guess that's it kind of match that Simeone is able to win I mean even without Joe Felix without Cavani but the main thing is that Real Madrid is being quite strong in the defence mm. so I would say it's going to be like 1-0-0-0-0-1 it's going to be <laughs> yeah. oh I can't wait no, no, all over yeah. that thing. Oh, it's going to be a 4 all. easy pick easy, <laughs> easy pick yeah. that sounds like great fun all together um, lads I want to get your opinion on those club comments from the other day mm. after the 2-2 draw with Shrewsbury Great result for the for the Shrews. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he said he's going to play the kids for the replay. Yeah, I mean he can. It's entirely his prerogative to play whoever he wants. I don't really have an issue with him playing the kids. What I do have an issue with is him not saying that he won't turn up and his youth team manager will be in charge. I think that's a diss. I think it's disrespectful mm. <laughs> to be perfectly honest to Shrewsbury to the FA Cup, and it's just such a bad PR move from him. Like. Th- Liverpool are playing really, really well this season. I think even people that don't like Liverpool, Everton fans, Man City fans, would admit that they've been the best team in the country by a country mile. But to then do this, I think it just gives people a stick to beat you with. Even if 
you just turn up. You know, he doesn't, even if it, inside the dressing room, his youth team manager gives the team talk and whatever else and is theoretically the manager for the day. If he's just on the sidelines, I think just to... Surely he can go. He won't be as tired well, as the he's players. he's clearly already booked his holiday, I think. that's. Yeah, I don't know why sure. he's not turning up, to be honest. Yeah, like I say, it's just a real, really bad look. And I do, it is slightly outrageous that they've this replay is when the team the first team are going to be on their um, winter break so I do get that but for him to not turn up and what does it say to those youth team players as well that are going get to a, get a run out I think it's just not yeah it's just not good at all really to be perfectly yeah. honest I think the sweet comeuppance would be them losing <laughs> yeah. it's never going to happen in a few years <laughs> is it plays Anfield to the next one yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. way but Shrewsbury were good they, yeah. I was impressed with them in the second half I know Liverpool f- took their foot yeah. off the gas a little bit but and they had a lot of chances as well in the first half they missed a few one-on-ones uh, yeah they look really good and uh, I was impressed Sam Ricketts is a former Oxygen United player so he's mm-hmm. the manager uh, so no it was good to see them get a, yeah, get a replay but um, no I'm yeah, not very impressed with Klopp I've got to say okay. yeah but for example one question what do you think that do you think that Klopp could do the same if for example it could be his first year in Liverpool and he had not won a Champions League or a no he's not going to win the Premier League no I mean he's no. got an air of invincibility yeah. and you can't touch him at the moment so I guess yeah. do whatever you want but I think it is like and the club are not going to say anything yeah, to him that's right? the thing I mean he knows right now that he's going to win the Premier League so yeah. okay he's not going to be problem with, problem with the with the, um, with, the board, with the president yeah. or, or the or the, yeah. the the boss, mm. but for example, if Liverpool is not winning titles, he cannot say in the FA Cup I'm going to play with the second team. I mean, I'm completely agree with with Alex. He's disrespectful. Yeah, I think the if there was a bigger team, he'd go, and that's what makes it more disrespectful to to Shrewsbury. I mean, what the funniest thing ever I find about it is that there's Liverpool players who are going to be playing like first team players who think they're part of the first team and really they're not. <laughs> and I just find it so funny. Poor, poor Shakiri. Yeah, Divock Origi to me is the funniest, the funniest. Like everyone's like, oh, we love him. Oh, you love him so much that he plays against Shrewsbury. Well, I, d- I don't know because because it's their winter break. Yeah. I don't know if they're gonna. He's gonna give every single person in the first team squad, so he will literally play the under 18s But 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 like, but what if he doesn't? Well, yeah, if, if he like doesn't. Lovren, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lov, I'm thinking Lovren, Origi, <laughs> and Lalana. If they play against Shrewsbury or the wet, the, the West, the rest of the team is on a, a winter break. That's a sign. That is a sign that you. Your career has been a bit of a joke. <laughs> like honestly, it'd be so embarrassing. And yeah, if they if they were to lose, there would be serious questions asked. But in that case, just play some players and get it won in the first place yeah. instead of thinking you know that you're God Almighty. Okay, uh, Alex, you wanted to have a quick mention about how you'd like to fix the FA Cup. Yeah, it there's been a like lot. I mean, easy. it seems like this this topic comes around every year. Mm. I think. Firstly, I think fans need to realise that the FA Cup is never going to be back to its former glory, you know, mm. when it used to be the one game on TV every year and that sort of thing. But um, I think there are certain ways that it could be improved. I, I mean, I think prize money needs to increase. I, I, I'm not really sure how that can happen, but I think it needs to. I think when, if you're a lower league team playing a Premier League team, when you're drawn, I think you should have a choice of where you play the game. Um, and then there should be a completely even split of gate receipts, no matter where the... If, sorry, if you're a lower league team and you play at a Premier League ground, you should have an even split of gate receipts. And if you're playing at home, then you should get, say, 80% of the gate mm-hmm. receipts. Because for clubs like Shrewsbury, this is a lifeline and this will keep them in business for a long time. And I don't agree with scrapping replays. Like, 
Oxford's manager, Carl Robinson, mm. they drew with Newcastle at the weekend and got them in a, in a replay about Oxford. next week. And um, he said after the game that he doesn't want a replay because I think Oxford are playing every three days for the next eight weeks, I think, seven wow. weeks. It's a lot, a lot of games. Um, and he said, we, we don't want a replay, but he's not paying the bills. <laughs> And for a club like Oxford, who you know have a real tight sort of turnover, that that replay will you know keep the club going for a long time. Mm. So, yeah, I wouldn't scrap replays, <clears throat> but yeah, there there has to be a way of sort of evening out the money a little bit. The, you know, the FA Cup isn't for the big teams; it's for every single club in the country. Mm. Um, I'd so, scrap the League Cup, but that's just me. yeah. I mean, yeah, I I can understand that argument, but then when you look at like Villa fans mm. on Tuesday at Le- uh, against mm. Leicester, sort of pitch invasion, they're going to Wembley, and Oxford played Man City in um, the League Cup this year, and it was a really good occasion, and we beat West Ham four 0 the few, the round before, and it was like it was brilliant, and it's sort of that catapulted our league season on a bit. So I don't know, I don't know about. I don't know to be honest. I don't. I don't really know entirely how it can be fixed, but there sort of needs to be a way of redistributing the wealth a little bit. I think, um, and maybe sort of having. I know in the Champions Cup Rugby Union they have like blocks, so they have. I don't know. It's like four weeks where they only play European games. Maybe that could be the case with the FA Cup and sort of get the earlier rounds out of the way quicker, meaning that you could then play the third round before Christmas and mm. you know it sort of makes the fi- uh, fixture congestion post Christmas mm. a little bit easier mm-hmm. um, yeah I don't know it's, okay. that's just a it's a theory but there's a hell of a lot of teams in the cup that are seeing the cup, well that's the thing because literally every single club in Britain is did you play in the FA Cup? I did yeah wow yeah nice. um yeah, every, well, every single club is not. Mm. You, but you obviously there's like it's, a tenth qualifying round it, and stuff like, like that. It's like so. I think it's the it's the biggest cup competition in the world. There's like yeah. 758 teams who enter it. Oh, that's not so special that you played in. Yeah, <laughs> so no, it, so it is difficult to sort of get fixtures yeah. done. I do understand that, but yeah, I think there has to be a way to because otherwise you're just going to get things like Liverpool playing mm. their kids in the fifth round, yeah, which isn't right. Uh, you mentioned Villa Leicester. Mm. That was quite a good game. It was a really good game, actually. Certainly better than the Manchester Derby the night after. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was actually really impressed with Villa. I thought they played really, really well. Um, and when Villa parks like that, they they could give any team a game. To be honest, um, I was really impressed with Jack Grealish. Oh, yeah. it's like a dagger through my heart, yeah, Alex. I really, really was impressed with him. And he's so good. Yeah, it won't be long before he's in the England squad for sure. In the Grealish versus Madison sort of shootout I think he came out on top for sure he just Madison had a couple of good opportunities yeah Madison played well but Grealish he's he's really reacted well to being captain playing in the Premier League he just sort of he's got that club sort of in the palm of his hand to be honest and he just really relishes it I'll be interested to see if Villa go down if he'll leave I would imagine and if when he goes to say a Tottenham or a whatever Mm. how he'll cope being that smaller fish in a bigger pond I don't know do you think he can because that's that's my question he's there he's the Birmingham native he's the Villa fan everybody loves him I think he's got to another club he's not he's not that type of well he's got that he's definitely got the technical ability to thrive at another club it's just yeah whether he will be able to do that I, he, he seems from the outside like he's quite a confident lad uh, that's one way of putting it um, so I, I imagine he would be able to but yeah it's, 
Yeah, Villa, I think he's just, yeah, he's been one of the best players in the Premier League mm. for me this season. I love season. his socks. Yeah, I know. Just, approach to just socks. the way he just, even little things like the way he kicks the ball, he's just like, I don't know, he's just yeah. brilliant. And I a really, lovely really assist like for the first goal yeah, too. Really good. And yeah, just generally Villa were great. That, the goal in the last minute was really good cross by yeah. Al Mohamedi. Um, and without John McGinn as well, he's probably mm. arguably been their best player this season. So, no, good on Dean Smith, I say. He seems like a nice nice bloke. He's one of the fans. Yeah, yeah he mm. said he'd, how proud he'd be to lead out Villa. Wow. So. Well, I for one wish Jack Grealish well on his international <laughs> future. And I'm in not in caps. any way bitter that I could have <laughs> him and Declan Rice as a midfield duo. I'm perfectly fine with James McLean and uh, Jeff Hendricks and the rest of those who we have. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, uh, Manchester Derby when yeah. the fans have stopped attacking Ed Woodward's house <laughs> and uh, they went to Old Trafford. Yeah, I, it seems a bit much attacking Ed Woodward's house. Let's say. Yeah, I mean it. Obviously, overstepped the line. We don't condone that here at One Football. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, hopefully now with the Bruno Fernandez signing, the fans might be slightly off Ed Woodward's back. But um, yeah, I just. Yeah, Why I, would you attack somebody's oh, house like that? It's, it's football. Just, yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? But um, okay, Nothing yeah, else to do on a Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but not on the pitch. Could have been watching Villa Leicester. Yeah, on the pitch. I'd, yeah, it was a terrible game yesterday. To be perfectly honest, but I I wrote a piece for it last night on the on the app, and um, I said then I couldn't remember a worst performance from Manchester City in a long, long time. To be honest, mm. they just I don't know. No one was sort of like just trying to get on the ball and make things happen they it's amazing to me how many how man city can spend that much money and be so reliant on kevin de bruyne i know he's an amazing player and any team in the world mm. would be but there was literally no one else sort of trying to drive forwards they've like since um sterling's gone off off the ball a little bit they've really struggling going forward a little a little bit mm. um Mara, a case of full bellies there yeah maybe i just I just, I, they just look so flat there's no sort of incision no tempo to their play you could tell how annoyed Pep was on the side because he was really trying to like G them up yeah. Um, so yeah a bit worrying like we were saying earlier on about the Real Madrid game it's, it's sort of completely inverse now Real Madrid look like they're on the way up and Man City look they, like they're they look like they're at the end of like a cycle seems to be yeah. the word that everyone's using hmm. like Pep shouting at them and they're like oh it's been four years of this guy <laughs> and, and there's the older players are sort of like alright Pep goes or I go and mm. sort of it's really coming to the end of an era I think at City and it's all it's sort of all focus now on the Champions Leagues yeah. they're not going to win the league mm. yeah, pro- League Cup doesn't count yeah they've <laughs> won the League Cup every year they mm. might win the FA Cup as well but it's all focused on the Champions League and we've seen certainly at Man City and at Bayern as well Pep will overthink these big games so much so I couldn't see them getting knocked out to Real Madrid and then yeah wow yeah. Manu looks like he's agreeing with you on yeah. that one yeah I agree and I'm sad about that but yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it should be an easy win for Spurs this weekend then <laughs> yeah. yeah that oh. yeah. should be an interesting game actually I think it, it, it will be an interesting game and I think I was incredibly negative ahead of the Liverpool game earlier in the month and you were, lost, you were right to be negative. Yeah. Uh, we, we lost 1 0 and it, it was close. I suppose were brilliant in the second half. It would have deserved an equaliser if they actually had a striker on the pitch. Um, I think that'll come back to haunt Spurs again. But yeah, certainly if there was a time in the last few years to play Manchester City at home, it would be now rather than yeah. at any other sort of period. Um, I think there's definitely, definitely weaknesses in their game. One of them being 
the absurdity that is Nicolas Otamendi. <laughs> does he guy, still play for them? He, for me, is such a poor footballer. Just so completely without a brain, <laughs> without sort of any footballing knowledge and sort of relies on his aggression and strength to do any sort of defending. I mean, really, did you see the bit last night? When yeah, he's, he's very, he's just so one-paced, isn't he? And yeah. It's, yeah, it was, so it will be really interesting to see how Saan and exactly. Berg, Bergwijn, Bergwijn yeah. um, if he plays with his pace. Because we've seen Man United did it last night from set pieces and there's that that sort of Achilles heel that City have at the moment which is just the one ball over the top mm. and that is Mourinho's game plan mm. normally anyway yeah. so it'll be interesting to see how a, if I was a good pass could, could catch them yeah. out and yeah in midfield as well they looked so slow moving the ball it was sort of get to De Bruyne and he was trying these worldy passes because he knew that no one else was going to do mm. anything and that mm. was about it so yeah, should be a good game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll be crying. I don't think it'll be a very good game, but I think it'll be an interesting game yeah. to watch. Okay. Yeah. You've also got Leicester, Chelsea, and Man United v Wolves. Yeah, it's really good games this weekend, actually. Mm. I think, um, yeah, Chelsea, Leicester's really interesting. Jamie Vardy should be back, um, <clears throat> which is Leicester good. a little bit off the boil last year. A little few weeks. bit, yeah. They've sort of, yeah, they've have gone off the boil a little bit after their really, really good start. But um, Chelsea haven't been that impressive, to be perfectly honest. They'll have one good game, one bad game. Yeah, um, yeah it's at Leicester. So yeah, this should be a really, really good game. And then Wolves, uh, Man United should also be very interesting. I think for me, Wolves are probably the second best team in the country at the moment. After Sheffield United. <laughs> yeah, after Liverpool. Um, I, I was so impressed. I uh, covered the Liverpool game last week and I was so impressed with Wolves. I thought it was one of the best games I've seen this season. They were brilliant and Traore's taking his game to a whole new level. Mm. I think Raul Jimenez is one of the best strikers in the Premier League at the moment. He's just, he's just on such a rich vein in form. They just... Same with Liverpool. They just look so well coached. Everyone knows exactly what their role is and they go onto the pitch and they just know what they're doing. I just, yeah, so I can see Wolves beating United this weekend. Um, Liverpool are 19 points clear now? Yeah, 19 points. Yeah, they're on 70 points now. Um, Yeah, they've got double Man United's points today for the season. Um, Yeah. And with how many games played? Is it 23? 23. Yeah, so. Almost there. So we're still in January and they've doubled their points tally. so yeah no, it should be a really really good weekend actually really looking forward to it alright yeah. any yeah. other Premier League points anybody wants to raise um, no not really I just no. I'm still very impressed with Sheffield United I think they're they're mm. very good um, I'm not sure who they've got this weekend I think it might be Bournemouth um, they easy, look, easy three points there yeah they look really good um, at Watford are doing, they've sort of gone slightly off the ball under Nigel Pearson but they look they look really really good at the moment it's sort of interesting to see how well he's done over the past few weeks um, no ostrich comments which is a bit no no ostrich comments um, and then yeah Newcastle have had a bit of an interesting week as well with the um, potential Saudi Arabian takeover um, so yeah whether that will go through or not I'm not entirely sure yeah, but yeah. there's been talk for a few years of takeover I'm not sure it's affecting so. the rest of the season because there's one day of the transfer window yeah I think the one team will say is West Ham are in trouble yeah for sure I mean when you West Ham are going down aren't they when That's you can't the... defend that well and your main strikers can't score then you know things are going poorly and I can't they're on the same points tally as Bournemouth and I think everyone has said how bad Bournemouth have been this yeah. season um, 
and West I Ham are in trouble. Yeah, there was a. Um, I think it was Jacob Steinberg in the Guardian this week saying that um, Premier League survival is a necessity for West Ham. Um, otherwise, they're in big, big trouble. I think Karen Brady's the highest-paid executive in the Premier League, which is uh, just got quite impressive. Incredibly expensive yeah. players on yeah. big wages in that big stadium, and they cannot be playing in the championship. Yeah, um, and David Moyes, season. yeah, is not a particularly inspiring appointment. So yeah, yeah it's. Um, yeah, worrying times for West Ham fans, I'm afraid. <coughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't follow the Premier League like, like you, but for example, before we were talking about teams that they don't have a plan, it seems that West Ham, for a long time, they don't have a plan. <laughs> Their plan has been, yeah. can we get Mark Noble and, <laughs> and it's been 18 years and counting and he still hasn't got one. <laughs> okay, we managed to make it to the end of the podcast without a breaking and without the batteries running out. That's pretty successful. Uh, my thanks today to Matt Manuel and Alex. We'll be back next week, but should you miss it in the meantime you can listen to the back hot like an iTunes SoundCloud Spotify <clears throat> excuse me wherever it is you get your podcast hit and if you want to get in touch the address to do so is podcast at onefootball.com I love you.